everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? Well, it's a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of horror movie chatty goodness. Horror chatty goodness. It's just chatty goodness, really. My name's Mark and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Bonjour. Ah, lovely. I see what you did there. You brought a theme to the, the greeting since this week is a lovely French film. Banana. Um, yeah, you are. You are clever, I'd say, almost. Well, no, actually clever, not almost clever. Can you be almost clever? I'm not sure. On the verge of cleverness. Uh, I think I'd... everyone's clever in their own particular way. That's very nice of you to say. Very diplomatic, almost. I stole it off Einstein. Did you? Oh, well, he was clever. I think it's attributed to Dave. Uh, 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 a fish would seem stupid if you judge it on its ability to climb a tree. Oh, yeah. Very good. Oh, I like that. Everyone's got their own skills. Everyone's clever and everyone is loved. That's so nice of you to say. Lovely job. Um, talking about skills, those of you out there with social media skills, you should join the Facebook groups. The Facebook groups, there's more of, more of us. Just the one. Uh, and, of course the Instagram and such like. I'm going to get better. This, from this week on, I'm going to start putting links and things in the, in the description because that's, that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, I will get there after nearly three years. Is it three or two? Two. Well, I don't know. Um, yeah. And well, oh, one more thing. One more thing before we get cracking into this. Uh, regular guest Brian has now started his own podcast, uh, Cynic Critique which you can find on Spotify and other places uh, except iTunes, because apparently that's being a bit of a pain to him. Stupid iTunes. I mean, lovely iTunes. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I use iTunes, so that's, that's annoying for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, at least it explains why I haven't been able to listen to it yet. Well, there you go. Yep. Cynic Critique. Uh, I'm sure it's wonderful because it's, Brian is... A charming and interesting man, and it's uh, it's nice to hear him. He certainly speak. is. He certainly is, and I think I think he's got a, a world class editor on his podcast. Uh, so um, yeah, listen up for that. Handsome one. Oh yeah, very handsome. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> right. Well. Oh, I'm flying ahead. Oh, uh, let's do the weight thing. That's that. That's that's something I'm supposed to do weekly, isn't it? Yeah, you 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 wanting to do your check ins? Yeah, we'll do my. I'm well, just going to do my weight check in. So last time was minus eight pounds, and since I last spoke to you, it's minus eleven. So we're now on a total of minus nineteen, which is good. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I mean, it's. Beggar's belief, it's a, it's an incredible uh, number there. Yeah, my body's rejecting the weight for some reason. It's going, all oh, right, uh, are we doing this? Um, I mean, I do expect it to slow down very soon. Um, yeah, I mean, that is generally how to go. But I'm, I've just been been doing the sums, and 19 pounds is about 8.6 kilos. So It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot of weight. A huge amount. Yes, I must admit, I've already started feeling the difference. So, um, lovely. Right, well, 
let's get into this here actual podcast. Now, this week, you probably know this, and the people in the Facebook group will know, it, know is that I happened to pop along to the cinema to see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 50th anniversary, um, which... I, I think you brought up to me, but I don't know if you managed to actually get out to see it or not. I um, didn't because my cinema was playing it very late on a Sunday evening and, and I'm uh, a man with a job and that has <laughs> to get up early for it. So I I missed it, unfortunately. Uh, so I will be not watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre until we eventually cover it on here. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we harp on... Both of us have harped on in the past about, you know, movies, seeing them on the big screen and, and, and that one, seeing it on the big screen was actually, was actually, it was actually a delight. It's kind of movie that makes me feel kind of icky anyway. Um, but there was just something about seeing it on the big screen, you know, um, one of the early shots in that film is it, it, because it's like setting us almost sort of back of, of Texas, obviously. Uh, you know, it's just got the mirages coming off the road, and it—you can almost feel the heat of that film. Um, It's—it uh, was—it was actually a treat. And I went to see it with my sister as well, so we enjoyed. Afterwards, she goes, "It was a bit weird, that wasn't it?" All right, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's as opposed to those normal chainsaw massacres, the everyday ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's something that that uh, I, I love to do is just seeing movies from uh, from before my time on the big screen. Maybe not necessarily before my time, just, you know, revisiting yeah. events that, uh, that I've enjoyed. I'm really hoping, uh, not a horror film, but when uh, part two comes out that they, they do uh, Dune in the cinema again because, like, what a film that is. <laughs> I haven't got around to Dune yet. It is good, is it? Oh, I love it. I mean, Denis Villeneuve is is one of my boys. Like he 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 just makes this like the right level of of wanky pretentious blockbuster <laughs> film that I that's just right in my zone. Uh, yeah, I mean, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is one of my my all time favorite, and like, Arrival is like a perfect movie. Yeah. Oh, Arrival's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the guy right, just yeah. He, he just. It hits all my spots, and with a film like Dune, the visuals on it are, are stunning. So I want to get that in the cinema again, just because it was lovely. Well, talking of the cinema, this is going to lead us into our first slice of bread this week. So, which I have no idea what this is going to be. No, you you, you don't, but I, I hopefully you'll like it. Um, so, what I decided to do was go. Uh, from 1974 to 1979 and see what films are going to be turning 50 within this sort of um, decade, is it? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so I've split them, obviously, into the into the years. So um, we're going to look at what films are uh, turning 50 and which ones... Um, well... The game will be pick one of them that you really like to see a big screen release for. Um, there's a couple where we'll both agree that they'll definitely do it, so you don't necessarily have to pick that one. Um, 
So yeah, Sky I'm, last year was was a big year for 50th anniversaries, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- was it Exorcist, uh, Wicker Man, and Don't Look Now? Yeah, we went to see Don't Look Now, didn't we? And it was really yeah, we did, uh, and that that was that was the A feature with uh, the Wicker Man as the B movie. Well, right, right. I mean, that's 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 got to be the best double feature of all time, hasn't it? Yeah, as a horror fan, yeah. That imagine walking out of that one like. I mean, don't look now as a head fuck, so um, follow that up. Well, no, I suppose the Wicker Man's first, did you say? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, right. I mean, personally, I prefer the Wicker Man of the two, but... Well, yeah, me too. They're both pretty great. So I started with 1974, leaving it into 2024, which we're in now. Um, but to be quite honest with you, going through them, there the were films that released, but the only other one really was Black Christmas. Um, so that I'm not giving you much choice there. So, but I think we could both agree, having seen that, that it would be really good to see it on a big screen. Yeah, uh, I mean that one. Uh, that one actually was on, uh, but again, it was on at a stupid time for me at my last cinema uh, last year. Oh right, yeah. Maybe they. Uh, I, I think it is one of them that does get quite a. I won't say regular, but it gets more, you know, big screen showings than, than most just because it's a Christmas film that, yeah, yeah, you know, they, they, they tend to be milked a bit for, uh, you know, cinema re releases. They do, they do well. Yeah. Uh, well, that... Yeah. But Christmas would be good to see on the big screen for sure. Well, sadly, that was the only one for 1974 that I thought either of us would, uh, would, really no um so 1975 uh for 2025 well there's obviously jaws which again well that's not going to be my pick because i have already seen it on the big screen and i think again this is one we both agree that they'll they'll definitely bring that out (laughs) um there's no doubt in my mind of that so the rocky horror picture show is turning 50 uh, uh again I'm yeah I've, I've seen that on the big screen as well have you well these last uh, these last two I'm outdoors too ooh with people dressed up no yeah. yeah yeah of course well these last two uh one you haven't seen and one I definitely haven't seen so the Salo which were the last days of Sodom is also yeah. turning 50 um well next year and shivers which is a cronenberg film now i've heard of shivers but i've never seen it um so i'm not leaving you much option there unfortunately um and i wouldn't uh, personally for me i wouldn't want to see Salo, so i'd probably go rocky horror you'd have to go shivers then would you Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, you could pick yeah, Rocky Horror. a guy that I've never... I don't know. I, I think I'm just missing something with Cronenberg. Never entirely jived with him. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. And I, I'm just wondering if you've seen some of his films on the uh, on the big screen would, would fix that. Maybe. Well, there's stuff like that, like Shivers, that I know that he made and I have heard of, but never got around to. So 
certainly would like to explore that a little bit more. Um, right, so 1976 leading into 2026. We, so this one's a bit more, this one's got a bit more uh, choice in it, a bit more meat. Um, so we've got Alice, Sweet Alice, which is uh, a slasher from that era. Um, Carrie. Um, I put this one in because we saw it on the podcast, Massacre at Central High. Uh, okay, yeah. There's The Town That Dreaded Sundown and The Omen. Um. I, I want to see Carrie me. I'd love to see Carrie on the big screen. Yeah, I think Carrie has that that visual flair that felt like a bit of a, a step ahead at the time. Mm. You know, it did yeah. a lot of the uh, sort of dual focus things, didn't it? So I think that would be that would be pretty good to see on a on a on a big screen. But to, I think the I think the omen might be good as well. Yeah, which you got to be just tossing a coin between those two. No, no, you know what? I'm saying Carrie, Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I, 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 if I was to guess, I think both of those might get big screen. Well, you know, short releases anyway. But uh, yeah, right. So 1977, um, Head. Wes Craven's The Hill Has Have Eyes, Suspiria, the Dario Argento one, and House, the Japanese movie, which I think you saw recently, actually. I did. I watched that uh, fairly recently, and I, yeah. I absolutely loved it. It was insane in the yeah. best possible way. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Having said that, can I... Can I pick that? Given I've just seen it, and there's some of those other films, uh, you know, I haven't in the uh, you know recently. Yeah, I mean, choose whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you fancy. Again, this is a. I think this one. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm flip of a coin between Eraserhead and uh, Suspiria for this. Right, Suspiria has that 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 great visual style, doesn't it? In it, which again I think may may translate well to the big screen. Mm. Uh, also, it's it's probably been about fifteen years since I saw a race ahead, and I've I've got very little memory of it. So <laughs> on on that alone, I'd probably have to give it to a race ahead. Yes, yeah, I, I think. I think Suspiria would look better on the big screen, but I'm not a big fan of that movie. Um, but it does have that really great theme and everything. But I love Eraserhead, so I would, I would, I would love to see that, um, especially in surround sound because it's got this weird sort of vibe to it the whole time, um, like almost back background vibe, vibe, and uh, I'd love to experience that in a sort of proper sound system thing. Um, yeah, I, I think I would choose a raise head. Um but I wonder if it would get one. I mean that'd be twenty twenty seven. We're looking quite a way in the head. Quite a way in the head. It probably would, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
1978, um, again, a bit more of a selection here. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, Halloween, I Spit on Your Grave, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Donald Sutherland one, and Piranha. Ooh. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, true. That's what I was going to go with. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think this is one where we could both agree that Halloween will almost definitely get an actual release anyway, so I don't think we need to bump for that. You know, I think it's it, it received a, a one-off screening every time they've released a new one over the last few years. Oh, really? Uh, and, and you know, I've... I know, I know, it's a, a different thing, but I've seen Michael Myers on the big screen. Yeah, um, true. I, I admittedly, it, this isn't the fault of, of you know the 1978 film, which is a, a proper proper masterpiece. But it's you know I'm kind of burnt out on it. I, I, those last few films, they didn't do it for me, and like I'm not I'm not that bothered about the franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas that face at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers from Donald Sutherland, like, put it in IMAX. I want to see that huge, as big as possible. Yeah, I think I would... That was my choice, was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. While I was writing out thinking, wow, this is a a good selection, but I really like that film. And, uh, you know, I've already seen Donald Sutherland in the big screen, Um and at least this time he won't get his bum out. Um, oh, well, no, I, I, I want to change my choice then. <laughs> so 79, um, Alien, Amityville Horror, When a Stranger Calls, or Zombie Flesh Eaters. Um, now, I like When a Stranger Calls, but it really is only good for that the first bit with 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 the whole stranger calling um then when it leads into the sort of movie afterwards it's not it's not quite as good and uh, can i uh, can i cheat on this one yeah by all means uh because this is one that i would i would love to see someone put together because 1979 was the year that uh, Werner Herzog's Nosferatu came out Oh right, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would love to see the original that, and then uh, you know the the new Robert Eggers one. It's you know maybe like once a week just to uh, <laughs> to have a little season of it. I think that would be be amazing. I, actually, you know, make it a month and put Shadow of the Vampire in there too because that's a, that's an incredible film. Yeah, chuck it all in. Yeah, yeah. Well, two, two double bills or spread over. Your phone and I to be oh, it'd get me my juices flowing, ready to be sucked by Count Orlock. <laughs> Have as much way as you are disgusting than I meant it to. Well, I think, um, uh, I think I'd go alien. Um, out of your choices, I would definitely go alien, I think. Yeah, well, I didn't write, I, I, I sort of skipped ones that I'd never seen. Seen all those items. I haven't seen some of these ones, I must admit. Um, yeah, but 
there you go. So there you, there you go. You see, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it gave me a slice of bread. And uh, uh, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, and I hope you did too, listeners. And you, Matthew, I hope you enjoyed it too. Um, oh well, I'll, I will... Uh, I'll give you a, a little... Uh, preview them for next week and I'll I'll do the same uh, uh, for you uh, and, I, and I'll pick a selection of films celebrating their 25th anniversaries oh that's lovely that's a good idea which will make us feel feel like real old men because <laughs> given that 25 years ago it's, it's 1999 uh, that's not too bad that's not too bad <laughs> we'll uh, yeah so we'd be we'd be talking, you know, Blair Witch Project and and Sleepy Hollow for that. Oh well, I'm, I'm and in fact, I've I've looked at it here. We've covered three of them on the podcast already. On just on a very quick look. Wow. Well, and, I... and, and most of them were crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lake Placid, the Haunting, and uh, and the Blair Witch, and the the, the three that we've. I say, I say we. You, uh, I did one of them without you. You did one without me, and, and it's only Lake Placid that we actually did together. Yeah, a haunting. The haunting was the one where um, my my friend who was supposed to do the episode suddenly couldn't show up, so I had to do it all on my own. Just reeling off a plot on my own. Um, that was, yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. So. We forgot to mention at the top of the show that we've entered into F'd Up February, and this is the first movie. Um, we spoke to Katie a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and this movie came up, and you remembered that you wanted to see it, and uh, that was the pick for for this week. So we 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 watched twenty twenty ones to ten. Um, yeah, I mean, and Katie's uh, episode and the, and the conversations we had with her off the pod, they were just like the the, the entirety of, of those films that I've had on my watch list. And, like, I really should get around to watching that. Just She just re- reeled all of them off and it it really <laughs> gave me the kick up the backside to, to actually get through some of them. Yeah. Uh, we, and then, yeah, here we are. We, we've got through, I say got through, that's, that may sound... Uh, Worse than <laughs> should have done, but we, we, yeah, we've watched Titan, and and we are, we are ready to talk about. It. So this was her choice, essentially. She told us that it was uh, sufficiently effed up for the month. Yes, yeah, and then you sort of went. I guess, well, yeah, but I guess we're going to find out if she was right, aren't we? We are. Um, so this movie was directed by Julia. Oh, I can't even pronounce that. Decor now. Thank you, De Cornell. Um Maybe you want to take some of these names. Oh, we got... Would it be Agatha or Agatha Roussel as Alexia slash Adrienne? Uh, Vincent Linden as Vincent? Um, are there really any other characters in this worth picking out? Um, I'd say, you know, to a degree, those are, those are, the, those are the main ones, right? Yeah, um, but it's it's the the very heavy uh, with two with the two characters, and then yeah, there are there, there are, is there are other people in this. 
Yeah, a lot of characters that sort of come and go, uh, serving as as the plot requires. Yeah. So, uh, sort of to cut it down to it to cut it down to its base, it's about um, it's about the character Alexia. Um, she's well, she, she sort of has sex with a car. <laughs> and and then we sort of follow that journey with her. But there's there's a lot there's a lot more to the to this. I mean, this film covers a lot of different things. It covers grief and pain, and you know what it's like to have to change. And you know, to a degree, it it hits on the sort of LGBTQ and you know what it's like to deal with death and you know, it's got all sorts mixed into it. Um, and I must admit, um, I haven't seen a film in a long while that's sat and cooked with me for, for so long, um, you know, to almost struggle to put my thoughts together. Um, now, before we start this, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> Is the would okay. this would this film count as liminal space, or is it not even uh, close? I wouldn't say that it's it's liminal space. I mean that the the actual environment that it takes place in is you know it's pretty, it's pretty standard, isn't it? It doesn't uh, feel it to me though. You know, like when I'm when I was watching it, it's like it, a lot of it feels like you know, slightly off. You know, there are even like right at the beginning when we see her at this like car show and there's all these, and I don't know if that's a a real thing, but it just feels really, you know, just weird, just off. Um, But that's okay. I assumed I was wrong anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So someone who knows uh, liminality better than me, uh, may, may, May disagree. I did. I didn't think it was though. But who's to say? Fair enough. So, oh well, this uh, this was your first viewing. We both saw this for the first time. So, what did you think? Uh, this it was it was effed up, wasn't it? It was it was a, a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, for me, it kind of played like a horror film in reverse. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you know the 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 first act is uh you know a level of violence and brutality that you normally associate with third acts of horror films. Uh yeah, yeah. Real real horrible to watch a lot of it. Uh a, a mixed bag in terms of like uh, your motivations and uh, uh, you know and reasonings and stuff. So it it really puts you on an odd footing as to where you can stand with uh, with Alexia as a character. Right. It's yeah. It, I, I struggled with with what to make of that first. I mean, in terms of viewing it, like fantastic. It's uh, you know the way that it it does. You know the film displays violence, and it it 
feels really real uh-huh. and unpleasant to watch in the right way. Uh, yeah. Sort of, you don't want to look, but you can't take your eyes off it. Uh, so, so you're really effective on that front. But, you know, we we, we, we see Alexia murder people and we kind of think she's justified it sometimes. Sometimes she's just a complete psychopath acting with just vengeance. Well, it's not even vengeance, is it? It's just pure aggression and psychopathy. Yes, right, yeah. So yeah, that that first act is yeah, it feels like you know that that third act of most most horror films. But then you know it takes a trip into this like not you know it's uh an an emotionally abusive relationship that that she enters into, doesn't she? Because she's she's exploiting this man who has has a missing son. But then, as time goes on, it kind of develops this sweetness. I think is the only word that I can really attribute it to it, because you know there there is a straight you know there's a messed up relationship there. You know, it's two people that aren't you know honest with each other. They don't they they you know the film makes a point of saying how they don't communicate. Never mind communicating badly. And mm. but they, but they kind of find this dynamic and this care for each other that, and by the end of the film, you, it's kind of you know written nice and the way that you would expect a horror movie to to open in a lot of ways, you know, in terms of where you are with your emotional state. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to a degree, there's a there is a a, a reasonable amount of tragedy. Towards the end, because um, yeah, and uh, and as yeah, as you said, it never really uh, 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 occurred to me that it sort of plays plays backwards to horror film because you know almost to a degree we start with a slasher character and then we then we end up not having that, uh, which is which is pretty much what you just said. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah. It's it, it it's a weird it, it's a weird film where it's very at points it feels very difficult to get on board with a character, but then you you also are on board with her, and it has some very at least one strange moment of levity where, um, you know, there's this particular scene where she's in this house and, you know. She decides. She decides to sort of kill one person, and then there's another person, and another person, and she's like, "God, how many of there are you?" And it's, you know, why well, it's not funny to, to say it, to say that, but it's. I guess it is played for laughs, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are there are a, a few moments where this film delivers genuinely comedic moments. Yeah, uh, you know, not just tension breakers. They are jokes deliberately placed there for four laughs. I think. Yeah. Now, this film um, has provided me with probably the first time in a long time genuine cringe. 
Um, and none of the murders, because, you know, that's for us, that's by the book. That's old hat stuff. Um, but there's there's the moment in this film where she obviously, she decides she's going to try and um, replace this lost son. Um, so she tries to break her own nose. Yeah. Um, and when she... Well, in the in the film, she eventually starts hitting it off a sink, right? It's something yeah, so like she, that. she tries punching herself in the head a few times, uh, which is horrible enough to watch. And then, yeah, she she realizes it's going to take more, so she the well, way it just takes ages to happen, doesn't it? Like you know it's coming, but she lines the you know she lines it up and. She takes a time with it and then just just headbutts a corner of a sink and it is horrible. It really is. It's one of it a very few time in a horror film where I was like, oh god, no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I don't want any of this. Turn it off. Yeah, to be fair, I, I I did have a couple with the murders too. I think there was uh the sort of the hairpin. In the uh, in the straight through the ear into the brain that that had me going, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that didn't didn't get me as well. I think the first time you see it because it almost comes out of nowhere as well. You don't really know where you're going with this film until that, um, and it's followed up with sort of vomit and like a seizure. You know, yeah. it, they, they don't. It's not your traditional horror type movie it's just grim um and again it's got this really confusing way of you know you don't really know where you're going with it and then she starts dragging him into the car and you're going well she obviously she know she's done this before or has she i don't know uh, and then of course she has sex with a car um which um which we forget but there are you know there are other moments in this film that I find particularly cring- cringy, or, or when she's having to tape herself up. You know, she's got this pregnant belly and she's taping it up, and it it feels uncomfortable to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, and <laughs> you, you as the film goes, you see the sort of the marks that that's leaving on her, and yeah, that it's that's it's really unpleasant when you're seeing that. Yeah, but I just think what took me so much by surprise was, was I think initially it felt like it was trying to say one thing and then, and then it's sort of saying something else. And then by the end of it, you just feel like, you know, you know, this film just said a lot to me and now I've got a lot to think about. And, you know, I sort of, weren't on board with the the character of Vincent at first because I found him a bit um sort of abuse or not not really abusive but um m- masculine or too manly or you know what I mean but when it le- starts leading down the road that you know he clearly realizes that this person's not his son but he just needs something to fill that gap of grief he can't he can't move past it. Um, you know, it really hurts. Uh, it just, it, it, as I say, it's uh, the first time in a long time I've, I've had a film that I've been like, 
really sitting on for quite a while. Um, so just there's there's so much in there, and you know, I've I've read as I've I've read as well that um, I didn't take this from it, but I've read as well that the sort of um, you know the fact that she goes to pretend she's yeah sort of pretend to be a boy has got something to do with sort of gender fluidity as well but i wouldn't know whether that's uh um yeah i, I mean that's you know that's definitely you know a, a part of the film that that's uh that's explored uh like like you say it's not something that you and me can speak to firsthand because you know we're, we're not you know, we're both cis men, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, taping up is is something that you know trans men do, and it's I'm led, you know, I'm led to believe that it is painful and uncomfortable, and you know, it's I'm I'm sure seeing that on screen, you know, would have resonated with you know with people that are are trans. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just, you know. It's not something that we can, no, you know, no, speak to because it it's not our our experience, is it? No, but I, I just thought you know because it's one of those things where you start looking it up and you think, oh yeah, you know, I can see where that comes from, and you know, the fact that I I just feel like this fit in so many different things to say to say about itself, um, you know. To me, to me, there's a degree of. I mean, I know in this it's like psych- psychopathy, but this um, this feeling of being sort of outside everybody else, which which she always feels like on the outside of everybody else. You know, everyone else is living these sort of lives, um, and they know how to interact with people, but she struggles with that, and and I know what that's like. You know. Yeah, I mean that you know, like you always know, say, there is a point of uh, you know potentially neurodivergence on there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that when Alexia is uh, acting as as Adrian, that you know that the behaviours that that she displays, you know, are common, you know, among people that are on the spectrum. So right, yeah. you know that there's that there there is a lot of that that in there, and uh, you know I think I think firstly my my biggest takeaway from it, it might just be because I'm a you know an idealist at heart, and you know, I think people are inherently pretty good. Uh, was just that it, it took someone sort of the right kind of damaged in order to help both of these people uh I want to say it say fix what what was wrong in their lives and find what they both needed uh, yeah. in each other. Yeah. You know, you see that you know when when we meet Vincent he's just injecting himself with you know God knows what and uh, berating himself for not being strong enough or masculine enough and you know, although he knows constantly, you know, what that this this person is not his son. That 
I think he realizes that it it still fills the void that's in his life. He needs, I think, to love more than be loved. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we we see Alexia is, you know, doesn't have a great life herself. She's, you know, she, he, things have happened into her life that have led her to just become this you know, cold-blooded murderer. Uh, and, you know, with Vincent's affection, she begins to, you know, to change and, and become a better person. And I think that's, you know, what I, I took away from the film at the end being, you know, really quite sweet and, and optimistic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and of course, she does have a baby that's part car. You know, let's not. Yeah, forget. I mean that's. You know, let's not. Forget. I think that's something that we <laughs> <laughs> we may have lost sight of somewhat. Yeah, I mean that happens when the when the baby comes out. It's part car. You know, it's. Um, I, I quite like the 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 brief design that you see of the of the baby, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's weird. This the 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 this that there is this sort of overarching plot in this film of um you know she had sex with a car and now she's pregnant with a car baby and you know there's oil coming out of her and stuff like that and it, but it's it's so put to one side by everything else that you sort of you every time they come back to it you go oh yeah car baby <laughs> and even then when I was talking about it we obviously got both got a lot out of it but we didn't get much out of car baby um so yeah, it was. Um, but uh, in terms of you know effects and all that stuff, it was suitably effed up. Um, yeah, and you know the the, the makeup and the, and the pregnancy. Yeah, uh, yeah. The design and and effects and and the way that sort of that that titanium is underneath the skin, at, you know, and, and scenes as well. Like, bravo to the uh, to the makeup and effects people for that one. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was amazing in terms of that, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably probably one of my favourite films we've covered on this podcast so far. Um, yeah, just it really really made me think, it really made me feel. So yeah, I don't know how much plot we talked about, but we certainly talked about the film. Um, so should we check in with the? Facebook people, unless you've got anything else you really want to say. No, I think, uh, I think I'm happy to. Uh, Let's check in. We'll with... leave it to the uh, to the smarter people than us that are in our Facebook group. Well, yes, they'll probably say what we said in a couple of minutes or so. Um, so we, oh. yeah, we, we got a few. Uh, well, <laughs> Alistair would just say it's a weird grub of a movie, which I think is, is fair enough. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> uh, Brian says that uh, I've never seen a film pivot from one thing to another with so much uh, you don't notice truly incredible and the performances really sell the film which is something that yeah we should have mentioned that the performances in this are are very yes we should have mentioned that yeah uh, and then Peter has said that uh, what starts as a punky grindhouse sex fever dream actually turns into a disturbingly real and emotional story about grief, acceptance, and second chances. Looks absolutely stunning and is acted impeccably throughout. Oh, and it's completely mental. 
So yeah, I think we saw sent that, yeah. What we've spent half an hour saying. Yeah. Do we need a podcast? Should we just leave comments on things? That's probably easier. Uh, oh, no, don't say that. People love listening to us. Um, well, yeah, but there's nothing to say that we, instead of doing the podcast, we don't just read Facebook comments out instead. <laughs> that could work. Yeah, the, the, the Facebook comment podcast. Oh, no, let's not do that. Um, well, anyway, it was a creative psychopath from me. Yeah, it's one that I think I, I need to sink my teeth into again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ne- needs another viewing for sure, but yeah, creative psychopath from me too. Yeah, um, as I say, probably one of my probably one of my favourite films that I've seen on this. I think I could do it. I could I could make my way to working it into a top ten. I think after a couple of couple of viewings, and it'd certainly be on a foreign language top ten. I think. Um, yeah, good stuff, excellent stuff. So, um, well, let's get into the final slice of bread and complete this delicious sandwich. Um, so, I reached out on the Facebook group about slices of bread. Um, give us your slices. Um, because we, we, we the two of us had a bit of a mental block, didn't we? So, um, it's it's harder than you think. Thinking of uh, of two things every week for this, it is. It's much harder than you think. Um, and on often done on the day, um, which is fun. Um, so we've got a few. We've got a few good ones. I'm not going to go through them, although um, I might still hear them eventually. Yeah, but my sister did did say um, top ten fates worse than death, um, and I, I think we could do something with that uh, in in the future. That's uh, that was one I quite liked, but there are a lot of good ones on there. But Alistair were, said, um, well, his his idea was calling it the season of the pitch, um, which essentially means we have to pitch. Um, how you would make an upcoming horror movie based on very little information. So I'm going to look up now horror movies 2024 and um, we'll see if we can pitch what it's about. Does that work for you, it? Yeah, as long as we don't do Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey too. Well, maybe we should then. Uh, let's see. Twenty. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that one will just be more of the same. <laughs> well, coming up soon um, is Imaginary, and the trailers for it have been very vague as to what it's about. Um, killer imaginary friend, I imagine. <laughs> uh, it looks like a bear on the poster. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I believe the bear's called Chauncey. Ooh. Will the bear come to life? I mean, that that's, that seems the obvious thing. No, like, well, I was hoping for a sort of drop-dead Fred, but but evil. I mean, he was kind of evil anyway, but... Um, what was he? Yeah, he was. Um, can't have that. That's what I want for it to be. Um... Drop Dead Fred. Have you seen that film? I've seen Drop Dead Fred, yeah. Towards the end, he takes you to a weird world and it's like nightmare world. Uh, let's do that. Let's have that. Make that imaginary. Um, 
Anything else? What do you want from me? You just want a bear who talks like Ted. Ted with a well, knife. I'm I'm thinking there's a there's a Dandy Warhol song called Chauncey Pendicott versus all the girls in London. So I'm, I'm right. going to take Chauncey the bear and I'm going to make that song a reality. So all the girls in London versus one imaginary bear. Who who wins? Excellent. Yeah, who's going to uh, who who's going to kill more people? I mean, I reckon the bear because as soon as you kill the bear, it's done in it. So he's going to. Right, yeah. So you only get one. But yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm going for. All right, let's do that then. Uh, let's see. Gotta pick some. Well, the next one was Minnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Well, actually, no. There's Lisa Frankenstein, but it's just going to be a Frankenstein film. I don't think we need to worry about that. Well, I've seen the trailer for that one. It does give away a few of the bit. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, so I, that, I know. I know too much for that one. There's one called Immaculate. Uh, Immaculate? That's just my biopic. But by the looks, I'm looking at the poster and she's a nun. So Immaculate Conception, is that a, that's a thing, right? <laughs> that was uh, the Immaculate Conception is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's got a nun on it. So maybe, so maybe she, maybe Mary is going to uh, come back. To be the, the killer. <laughs> Nothing immaculate about her no more. Yeah, well, we don't have Christians listen to this. We'd be. I'm sorry, Christians. I mean, we're not we're not being mean, you know. No, but I know that uh, I know that Mary's you know she's she's pretty good in uh, in that book, and, and I don't I don't want to besmirch her good name. No. No, but you know, horrors up for anything. So yeah, we. I think probably there's going to be a. Oh, I, I didn't have sex, but I've had a baby, and it'll be a demon inside. Demon baby, demon baby, like that. Like Rosemary's baby. Uh, was that the devil? I'm saying years, wasn't it? Yeah, but didn't they make the devil do the baby? I don't remember. We need to watch that. That's a good film. Yeah, yeah I mean, but the, the real horror. It's, it's a block who made it. Uh, oh, yeah, forgot about that. Are we, <laughs> are we still allowed to watch his films and be all right with them or not? Well, I think you kind of have to. Uh, yeah, you never really you know. Got, you got to put some separation between art and artist. But also, you know, lots and lots of other people had... Uh, had work in that. So yes, was, very true. Good. I think it's uh, unfair that they should be uh, tarnished for for working with someone who later turned out to be real, real awful. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go for this one. Uh, is you'll never find me coming out in uh, the 22nd of March. You'll, you'll never find me. Um, oh, oh, some sort of champion hide and seek player. Um, they've counted to ten, and then they can't find them. But it turns out they can travel into other dimensions. So no wonder they can't find them. But then they bring back, I don't know, another demon. 
Yeah, just, just someone who is so good at hide and seek that they 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 completely remove themselves from society and have to live the rest of their life in total isolation. Oh yeah, so real real psychological with this. Yeah, yeah, that's you'll never find me. Um, well, it actually turns out he was under the bed the whole time. No one was looking. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm going to enjoy that. Okay, we then another one we have coming up uh, in uh, this in the summer in uh, in June is uh, the Watchers. Ugh. I'm just going to say it's about creepy perverts. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or or yeah. nose nosy neighbors peeking peeking through the neck curtains. See number twelve have not put their bins out or put their bins out too early to the bloody hell. And uh, but then it turns out there's murder in them their bins. <laughs> I don't know. Council wheeling away bits of dismembered corpse. Yes. Yeah. No wonder they were putting the bins out early if it's got dismembered corpse in it. Um, maybe the bin men had noticed that, wouldn't they? Maybe they don't care. Uh, who's to say? But yeah, that's what the watches is about. We're not going to worry whether it's not or it is or not. <laughs> so, what about long legs? Long legs. That's oh, Nicholas Cage, right? I don't know. Is it? I think so. I think Nicholas Cage is in Long Legs. I might be wrong. I'm going to pitch this one as a horror comedy then, uh, about uh, a man who's auditioning for the role of Slender Man. Uh, but he's actually just normal sized at the top half. Uh, so he's, he wants to fulfill his lifelong dream of becoming Slender Man, but he's just got long legs and, and not much else. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, maybe a maybe a bloke called Daddy. He's been called Daddy, and uh, he wants the long legs to go with his name. He's like, come on. I want to be a daddy long legs. So he stretches his legs out using apparatus. It's the, the it's like the, the daddy long legs prequel film. It's just, just long legs. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Let's have that. But yeah, no, it was Nicolas Cage in that. So uh, we'll both definitely be seeing that, I imagine. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Well, she got. Bases of death. Bases of death. Yeah. Baseball. Rounders. <laughs> no, bases like uh, like what's on your head. Oh, faces! I thought you said bases. No, Fa- no. Bases of death. Maybe somebody looks at death. I don't know. I oh. think the uh, the Grim Reaper is hosting a, a, a TV talent competition to, to to get his replacement. Not 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 replacement because it's faces. So we need a few of them, but but proteges, uh, you know, looking to expand the brand uh, and his business. You know, like an like an apprentice style thing. You know, he'll take someone under his wing. Oh yeah, I like it. Or maybe in a more traditional, they'd look in the mirror and it's, oh. My face is. I can see my. I saw my death in the, in the mirror of doom. 
group group yeah a certain selection of people across the world are experiencing themselves becoming skeletal when they look in the mirror and, and all grim reaper like yeah i like it let's have that um what else did i see some of these i think we can really guess um I saw Taro. There was one called Taro. Taro? Taro? Tarot? Yeah, I mean that that's that feels that feels very obvious, doesn't it? They're gonna uh, play Taro, they're gonna you know, conjure something or predict something and it's gonna it's gonna go south and thing bad things are gonna happen, but then uh, they'll be they'll be fine by the end. Oh lovely. Fine by the end. Oh skip to the end then. No need to worry about the, that. Yeah, uh, I think that that's probably going to be our most accurate prediction. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I think I have any more come up for you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot of uh, very obvious ones coming out this year, such as you know, like the first Orman and this you know, the Strangers prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of hard on that. The the only other one that I really noticed is a film called Dust Bunny. Oh, is that? So somebody cleans under the bed, looking for they're looking for the the guy that was hiding previously. It's a sequel, um, but they don't find him. But they find a huge bit of dust, and it gets inside them. But it's AI dust. Oh, uh, taking uh, a tech techno spin on it. Yeah, it's artificial intelligence dust, and then it uses her body to create an army of dust. Um. And then the world is overrun by dust and the only solution is the army gets a huge bottle of pledge. I don't know. Um, that's probably a better movie than the, what we're going to get with that, I think. Probably. More interested, I reckon. Do we have pledge in England? Is that right? <laughs> Uh, furniture polish. Yeah. yeah, I mean, most people don't have wood anymore, do they? I mean, it's, it's no, no, more rare. No. We all we all have a IKEA chipboard flat pack. So. Yeah, there's a lot less polishing these days. When I was younger, we used to have brass things, and we used to have to get the brass out and uh, give it, give them a rub, give them an uh, the old brass rub. But now, don't have any brass. Yeah, I realized fingerprints were a thing, didn't we? And kind of stopped making it. Yeah. Oh no, no more brass in the world. Uh, there must be brass in the world, right? Oh, I reckon there's some somewhere. Yeah, oh, knock knocking around, some brass hiding around a corner. Um, <laughs> well, that was that was fun. That was a nice bit of uh, a nice bit of fun to end the podcast on. Um, first week in F up February. Not particularly effed up, but pretty effed up. Uh, yeah, still, there was... I still feel all right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the sort of the metric of effed up as being like, would I recommend it to people? Right. You know, because I think if you recommend this film to, to people, right, they're going to think that you're that you're a bit off, aren't they? Uh, some people are, you know, if you don't, if you don't know your audience. But... Uh, you know, the, the people that you work with, you're not going to recommend this one. No. 
Right, well, I think next week, um, I'm not really sure exactly what's going on, but uh, if we don't hear from the guests we were going to have, then I think uh, I think I'll I think we'll do threads. I think uh, that'll be uh, that'll be fun for no one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, expect that or not. You know, it is going to come on this after February. That's a sort of little taster for you. I think probably next. Yeah, week. you're not getting away from it. No, um, and uh, that's it. Then isn't it, we've done it. We've made a sandwich, so we can just yeah, like, we can just go away now. They can go away. Yeah, well, let's just go give, away. let's give what the uh, hmm? the social media is another plug. So yeah, oh, come join on, us then. on Facebook and and Instagram and Letterboxd and that's what? that's the main three. Five just star review. Creative psychopaths. Yeah, you get us there. Give us a five star review. Uh, you know, leave leave a comment. Leave us a nice comment. Say how uh, how handsome we sound. And <laughs> you know that. And you know we'll comment on your podcast saying how handsome you sound. Uh, so yeah, do that. And uh, well, we'll we'll see you in future. Ooh. Well, we won't see you. You'll hear us in future nice. if you choose to listen again, which I'm, I hope you will. I think you're rambling now. Right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.